good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Corey Clark from Warrior Soul. How are you? I'm all right. Oh, thanks it's a nice you. day. It is Spring is here. <laughs> well, I want to thank you. Um, talk about, introduce people to you that don't know who you are. You've been around for what, 30 years now of, of really kind of rocking and sticking to who you are. Yeah. Well, you know, the first album came out in 1990. If anyone can remember that. And I remember then, it. I can still you know, remember it. Last, <laughs> yeah, I, I can barely. Oh, come on. I, remember, I remember buying it. I remember buying it. So it wasn't that long ago. All right on. Well, thank you very much for that. But yeah, yeah. Um, it, that record sold pretty well. But the, um, yeah, the last record was uh, just released in March. Um, I wanted it to come out in December, but it came out in March. So, and you're talking you know, about Anna Bell, right? Out on Bell, which is a really, really good album. And I, you, you, thank you. You have a tendency to put out. I'm not just shining you on. You put some solid albums out. I mean, it's really, you know, what you're getting when you you, you get a Corey package. You know, it's no. Well, that's it. You know, it's it's it doesn't sound like other bands. It's just it's rock. It's punk. It's I don't know what it is. I mean, my solo records are, God forbid, who knows what the hell that shit is. But, you know, it's artistic expression and, uh, but pure art. And that's what my albums are. Well, and I think it's always comes from that same wellspring, whether you're painting, doing a solo album or, or, Thank you. or soul is really just coming from who you are, you know? And I think if you, you could have placated, you know, the fashion guys been hot on a different level for 10 seconds and sounded like somebody who is not you, you know, not talking to anybody. Uh, uh, yeah. Believe me, believe me, the record label that I signed to really wanted that certain aspect. Uh, obviously, they thought one thing and I thought another, but. Right. And it's um, better than that. And I, I think you put out some solid albums and you didn't have to change you. who you are. You know, I'm sure they said, oh, rock singer, rough voice from New York, long hair. We got ourselves a package. And they yeah. didn't really do their homework. And, you know, well, but it you launched know, you. <laughs> it, it launched me in, in a big way. I mean, I wish that it would have happened slightly differently. I mean, they put me out as uh, the first band on um, what are this, their, their subsidiary label, I guess. Right. DGC. David Geffen company or whatever. And I thought it'd be probably a little bit better to, to go with the Uzi suicide formula or the, um, you know, the Perry Farrell scenario at Warner's where they, you know, set up, you know, your own label and do a live album is set kind of thing, Mm -hmm. demos sort of thing and put it out that way. And my attorney, uh, you know, Michael Guido, uh, he uh, he said that was the way you should have gone. I, and I tried to get everybody to, to go that way. But I uh, I signed with a, a major management company, of course, and I signed with a very major record deal. And uh, they wanted to do things their way. So, I mean, I think Mike Rosenblatt, who signed me, really did want to have us put out, you know, on dead government records, uh, the first kind of the first album, or at least parts of the first album. But um, 
that would have given us more street cred than just coming out slamming. But the thing, the thing I guess the management was looking at was that, look, I was so out of the box and not part of uh, the hairband metal LA scene uh, that they thought it would be so different enough that it wouldn't matter. Just, just put it out on a major and let's go for the throat, which, you know, in a way is kind of cool, but uh, my production didn't lend itself to that kind of thing. I was trying to, push a lot of buttons and, and try to be something so completely different than all the stuff that I find so vile <laughs> out of LA. I'm just like, Oh my God. But you know, and then in hindsight, what I probably should have done is just moved to Seattle yeah. and just said, well, you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're the political end of the Seattle movement, which is what we were in essence anyway. I can tell you what, to me, it always felt like, and I could be wrong. So like Geffen getting you and DGC, whatever, and then seeing who you were and then getting with you and then you releasing some albums, despite all the acrimony. It's like, it's like getting married because the person likes who you are. You have some kids, but then they're mad because you change. Like you can't be who you are. And then why are you so different? <laughs> the end, you know what I mean? It, it didn't marry yeah. you who you were, you know, you had a couple of kids from it. Those are your good albums. But it wasn't who you were trying to be. No, I'm, and obviously, I'm. I know you're just using that as a metaphor, but right. the the thing is, I honestly didn't have children, and I on purpose because my art is what I That's wanted what you to do. Your children, in, and you got some good things from in that. A pure way, horrible relationship. As a matter of fact, I didn't even have plants till about two years ago because my girlfriend said you're over 50, you can have a plant. You know what I mean? I didn't want to, I didn't want to have the responsibility. I wanted to just concentrate on what I was doing. And, um, and now we got a couple of cats and stuff. And I'm like, like, (laughs) you know, when you're over 50, it's like, okay, you know, you can have a cat. You You know, I allow myself that, you know, and I've got a cactus and a palm tree. I, Something like that. Yeah. Those are the plants that really need the least amount of attention too, on top of it. You're like, you could leave those for like three years and come back and you're still gonna be there. Well, that's the idea. You know, and cats are kind of like that too, but you you wouldn't want to do that. But no, yeah. big ball cats <laughs> but, so, I mean, really your your children or are was is your art, is what I'm saying. And I think so. Um and I mean that's, that's good out of that. I didn't think I didn't feel pure no as an artist if I if I did deviate. In, in any way. I know a lot of guys do. I mean, I don't want to name drop, so I won't. But I've been to some guys' houses. <laughs> They've got kids all over the place. <laughs> but they still make, you know, they don't write like they used to, but they, they do play. So people do it because they want to change it and it happens to have some commercial viability. Make the money. But if you're doing it because you, you're just doing it for the money, you might as well just get a nine to five job and do it. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, they say I just keep getting fired. <laughs> but uh, yeah, You're known for being authentic, and that's why we can solve this conversation now, thirty years later, from when I got your first album. You know, thank you. You're, you're well, still being, that's your musical reputation. That's your lineage. Yeah, you know? I got a reputation, all right. But uh, yeah, 
Well, there's two different reputations. There's the media reputation we've, we've learned now in this world of TikToks and everything else that it's just nothing. It's just media stuff that are cracking out stuff. And I think even the media putting stuff out there has destroyed itself, you know? And then um, there's just you, you have a reputation of being, you know, hard to stick to your word and to what you want, despite anything, you know, you'll blow something up if it's not what you want to stick to who you want, you know? Well, it, it's certainly important to deliver what you have always professed to be. Uh, otherwise, you know, you're a Republican. I mean, um, you're like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you're not real. And uh, being real, I think, is especially in these days, is the most important thing you should be. And if you can't be honest with people about what you're doing, if you're well, trying to, you know, be an artist, whatever, it's just right. be honest, man. Stop goofing around. Just tell them the truth. It's, it's better than the lies, you know? Well, and that's the thing with being an artist. It's important that you are, to, well, why, about, why being an artist if you're not going to be true to yourself? You know what I mean? That's that's the. Well, I mean, people artist. are artists. People are are everyone's an artist, but some people want to make money at it, and some people want to make a lot more money at it than other people want to make. It. They they prefer the money aspect to the art, uh, the means to the end, yes. more than the actual art. But uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, Bon Jovi goes, "Man, I wrote some cool song," and uh, you know, and he did, of course, but. Uh, you know, he did, he didn't write chill pill. <laughs> he doesn't have that in his back pocket. And I do. So and, and his problem with him is he's now look at what's going on with his voice. What's wrong with it? It's gone. Like really? after the show, go online and Google his last couple of months, his voice. It's like he's either toned up or he had a stroke. And he just keeps doing these shows and, and, and he doesn't have that high voice he did. It's just missing. And to me, I think either there's a medical issue. But if you think about it, at this point, he's so big, it's a machine. They can't stop. There's salaries, there's contracts. I think if he'd said anything, he'd lose contracts. And be, you know what I mean? It's a well, This is why they need to call me. Because I will go in there and sing those songs for him. <laughs> you should drop a drop and I've a got real there. hair and stuff. Yeah, right? <laughs> With well, people, people complain about, you know, or like to try to make fun of my voice uh, maturing a bit. And uh, is I just tell them all to fuck off because my my vocals on all my records are fucking kick ass. You know, like fucking like it, kiss my ass. Well, much. it's the same voice. I mean, and and it literally feels like you're just like smoking a cigar and drinking a big bottle of Jack Daniels every night. Keep that voice so raspy. It's it's the rock and roll voice that everyone's aspired to. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you change your voice is going to change as you get older. Look, you get older. You know, it's okay, old age. Right, but well, you know. Well, you know, look at I, 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 the thing is, uh, everyone's instrument, voice, timbre will change. Um, I still sing all the songs that I wrote back in the early days, but um, the uh, I don't smoke, not regularly, and I don't drink whiskey that much. Joke. You know, the old joke was if you, you, you do those yeah. things. And it, I, I'm strictly on vodka nowadays. 
So clear fluids is what they just, say. Uh, <laughs> you know, but the thing is, I can still, you know, I can sing that way. But when I do new stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I. I don't know why I draw this conclusion, but I like the way Marianne Faithbull ended with her, well, she's still playing, I suppose, but where she started off with this very angelic voice, and then over the years, she she got this raspy, tough voice, and, you know, ask Lemmy how his voice is doing, you know what I'm saying, it's, come on, it's like, you know, I'm ready to start my, you know, Motorhead tribute band any day now. But, yeah, let's get it high. Come on, let's rock. You know, but um, I can, you know, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. My, my, my vocals sound good on records. End of story. I was in disagreement. I think to me, a lot of my favorite vocalists would not ever be on some kind of show that would showcase vocal talents because those aren't the singers I would listen to because it's, Technically, they have certain voices. It's boring. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear somebody half-ass yodeling. I think it's boring as fuck. Yeah. I mean, those guys that, what is it? Trip to the stars. Or you're tripping and you're a star, whatever it any is. Any of those. Any of those. Those contest shows. Right. You know, I just, you know, I, w- I would pay 500 bucks just to punch the judges in the face. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Um, so <laughs> I would. <laughs> a throw punch. The, yeah. Uh, the the thing is though, like now when you're writing songs, and I see nice guitars there too. Are you writing? How how? What is your process now when you're writing? Has it changed a lot? Are you doing like because a young chorus? Uh, I don't know. A poet, dude. Sorts. Has it kind of evolved? Yeah. Are you kind of I like know. how you, you know what I'm saying? Have you it's, kind of changed? Dude, I will, if somebody calls me up and goes, and, and this happens more often than not, check this riff out. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, send it to me. And then, and then I'll start designing around it. Right. Uh, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be so pissed off and I'll just come up with something like kind of like hip hip hooray. Trump died of COVID today. You're like, you know, just right in the kitchen. And I'm like, this is awesome. And I call one of the guys that I work with and I go, this is what I want the guitars to do. And I would send that over my baseline. Yeah. You know, I, I got all the instruments here, but whatever. And, and they come back with like some screaming stuff. It's, it's like, okay. Yeah. So, so you really open it, whatever. So, I mean, you'll come up with your own riffs. You'll take other riffs. You, you're just an open vessel. Dude, I am an absolute whore when it comes to, music i will take anything that somebody says to me I mean, it's it's open vessel, really i think and let's say so let's take a minute talk about the title hip hip all right now when this first came out i saw this i was like what is this title about this feels so not you that it's clearly going to be tongue-in-cheek it's going to have something you know you're going to hear it and something's going to be coming on the backside to smack you you know yeah <laughs> and i wasn't disappointed <laughs> oh thank you yeah so, well, hearing the title really i think it's really like, cool right you know, you're still, yeah, yeah. well, you know, it's, you know, it's uh, the actual song's a true story, but we won't get into the dirt, will we? But yeah. <laughs> and I don't dig for it. You can share whatever you want. You're, you're a grown man. No, no, for I, it. Don't 
I don't care. Let's just say I've been in jail. <laughs> that also goes, but, yeah, you know, I'll be out for bail and, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's a true story. And, and most of the songs are autobiographical, uh, unless, you know, I'm singing about social issues or whatever. Um, just like your take. Yeah. I, mean, I think cancel culture, I love the beginning of that. I love the bass on that. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I thought now that was that bass line was done by one of the guitar players off of the uh, Back on the Lash album out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was, he just came up with these, re- he, I've got these guys in Chicago. Okay. Uh, and it, a guy named John Polachek, they call him Full Throttle, and um, Adam Arling from uh, from the Las Vegas. I don't know if you know those guys, but they're, they're Chicago, full on Chicago musicians, right? Okay. They play out, they, you know, they tour, all that, whatever. But we now and again get in into the building and uh, just knock a few riffs out after a few margaritas and, and it turns into magic. And uh, that riff was one of the riffs and we just put it into a bass, uh, used as a bass line rather than just a guitar line. And uh, that was a switch up uh, by Dennis Post, who's my other guitar player. I like a good sound. Um, just pop and that out. goes back to your to the bass sound now yes yes i love but to that point though and that was what i'm talking about is it's once again i love that you don't have to put a lot of effects on it sound it's a very strong and, and that kind of bass tone is very much feels like a, a a raw rock and roll to like a lot of the rock bands that are more it's fender rock. fender right. and peg and it's kind of got a punk to it and it's got early rock and roll yeah. to it and you know it's authentic yeah yeah and pete mcclanahan you know and the song title is funny, cancel culture, because you're, you're stuck on, you know, with that one right <laughs> well, now. I mean, it's another true story. I mean, obviously, I'm taking the biz. I'm right, sure of you are. I'm sure Tom Tom Zutel will be happy, but but he he does still like me, obviously. Well, I think if you know you this long at this point, you've got to. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He wrote, me, he, he wrote me. He wrote me a lot long ago. He's yeah. He's like, I miss your crazy rock, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, this new one will be pretty pretty good. So, and, also, and the other song is a little bit different. Is the, the new paradigm is also a little different. They don't see it's a little bit different. That was originally recorded with um, the band I was playing with, uh, Mob Research, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, Raven from Killing Joke and Ministry, and um, my memory's so bad. All right. Fantastic. Uh, P- uh, uh, Mark Thwaite from from the Mission. Oh wow! And uh, that came out uh, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. And honestly, nobody. Paul Raven died uh, before the record came out, and uh, so we never we were going to tour with Ministry, etc. Never happened because he was he was gone, and he was the linchpin, and. Uh, I've got a lot of really serious songs on that record and they never came out. I waited 10 years, 12 years. I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do my own version of this one. And that's what it is. Oh, it's, it's a great song. It's, it's just, Thank you. 
it's it's Corey, but it is just a little twist of a different. There's just something a little different to it, a little different seasoning. <laughs> you know, yeah, you should listen listen to the uh, the mob research version, which is probably right. on YouTube. Yeah, I'll check it out. I mean, it's oh, it's, yeah. really so, it's 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 serious shit, dude. Really, that album is serious. Nobody even knows about. It. There's I, so many I, records I've done that nobody knows about. Well, hopefully, you know, some people check this out and follow your links and check you out and dig deep. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> Believe me, I'm chilling, bro. <laughs> it's the artist that you get discovered, you know what I mean? Afterwards. It's always later in life, right? Oh, you know. Well, that's, you know, yeah, the fine wine approach to your career, I guess. But yeah, whatever. I'm cool. At least you can like, all your albums and you love your albums. And I guess you can still pay your rent and have food. It's good. Well, that's yeah, the important thing. You know, I mean, <laughs> would but, be nice you to know, have like extra houses. Yeah, it wouldn't suck to have money. Oh, I don't know. But, but does it I matter? I, honestly, I don't have a car. I don't have anything like that. I, I don't. I don't need it. I've got a crappy little electric drum kit and some guitars and stuff. I, I've got an Akai MPK Mini that I have never plugged in. I've been looking at it for a year. <laughs> I, I just don't know what to damn do with it. And then. uh you know, I got a I got a eighteen speed pedal bike. You know, I go anywhere I want. There so. you go. You know, and, and sometimes simplicity is better, and that's like almost writing songs. And I think that's why you stay true to what you do for your music because there's a certain point where you can have a lot of cool effects, and I I, I do I can love some really great effects and stuff. But yes. at what point I do have too many? But I also love just playing good yeah. songs. It's really good the songs to me. Well, that's kind of that's kind of what Back on the Lash was about for me. I never did dry and cranked vocals. And uh, I was pretty much, you know, my Rick Rubin dry and cranked yeah. album. And uh, I thought it was cool, you know. Uh, uh, good musicianship, good songs. You know, I know that all the album, ti- all the song titles on that album sound a bit flaky. But if you listen to what I'm really singing about, <laughs> It's yeah, for real. It takes, you know, well, I think with all your albums, it always takes a couple of times. It's not, it's never like you're going to pop it on. And right. he's singing like, example, a Bon Jovi album where you're going to be like, knowing it, feeling like you know the next word because of the style of the music. It's not, I'm not, I don't like digging any types of like, you know, artists, but I'm saying, but that's yeah. a certain genre of music where if it's a pop song, you kind of know it's coming. It's pop. It's pop. Like, I'm not, I'm not a pop guy. Yeah, I mean, but when you listen to you, it's going to take a couple of listens. Yeah. And it stays with you longer. And that's the album you're going to have in your car or your truck or your whatever in 20 years and still put it in because it's going to resonate as a song. Oh, yeah. Lyric. And, and, the, and the I always make the lyrics so that it will be timeless. You, you have to think about that when you're putting a record out, mm-hmm. especially on major labels or something, because that's going to be out there forever. What you have to do is really make sure that what you say is not necessarily particular to that point in time all the time. Yeah. But now that I'm an old bastard, <laughs> I can say, you know, if hip Ray Trump died of COVID today, I don't have a problem with that because, you know, who cares? I'm going to say it's funny. It's like, because you know, when people get older, there's a certain point where they're like, they start saying things, whatever they want off the top of their head. That was you when you were like 20. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to be well, like? I, you're older and you say, I don't even know. How much higher can you go? What is your, 
Where's your 11 or 12? I don't know. I, I try to get higher all the time. It just, you know, how much can you do? But I don't think so. I, you know what? I walk around with a uh, little recording uh, device. Mm-hmm. And just whatever comes off the top of my head, I just record all day long. It drives my fiance crazy. But, and I mean, some of the nastiest MF and things you could ever imagine coming out of my mouth. And, but I can do that there. And then I can maybe hone it in a little bit and try to be a little bit nice. But believe me, there's a lot higher I can go. <laughs> I, I, I imagine that, that there is. Yeah, it, 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 it's worse than you think. <laughs> Do you, because you've done a lot of you know, albums that are out there, but what about like demos or like doing some independent releases just like on your own, like just to put them out there that maybe you don't have to worry about? Would you do something like that ever? Like just put your own well, stuff out there? My solo, my, I did a solo series called the Opium Hotel series. Right which I did two albums. Uh, that was, you know, I pretty much said everything I need to say on those records. Um, I would say my own solo acoustic record has that kind of aspect. And my, um, um, another, like a major release would have been Payback's a Bitch, which is another solo uh, record. So I've got four records that are out there. Right. And and I'm going to re-release Paybacks a Bitch uh, oh, yeah. at the end of the year. Here. One second. Sorry. So, got... Yeah. Because it, it's it's got so many great songs and I just can't, you know. I mean, you can check out any of the songs in that record. It, and I've looked them up. I guess what I think is with, people should revisit that, but also I'm saying some artists at this point in their career, because they don't need a record label, have so much music that at this point they're just putting it out on their website for people to hear it. Right. Because they just don't, I mean, it's well, an artist. You don't no, want to, you don't like trust me, so long. trust me, everything I put out is everything I got <laughs> because I got to live. You know what I mean? I don't have a, I don't have anything else. This there's is, no, this there's is no me. I'm just saying, cause sometimes people have like, you know, issues with the labels and whatever. They just like that, ah, put this out on my own. You know, you know, I they Geffen burned down their facility, their, their uh, facility wherever it was. I mean, <laughs> do you so like what is the plan now for for like touring or, or releasing singles or continuing to push your music out there and just you know performing with the way the world is and everything for you right now? Well, you know. I had to turn down that Rolling Stones tour and I didn't want to, I didn't want to upstage Metallica last year, but, uh, <laughs> you know, to be quite honest, I socked it out pretty hard in the club circuit for about 30 years. Um, one could deny that your energy for like two, two and a half hours every night is just like, yeah, I get tired you know, of watching your videos. I'm like, I got to get halfway through them. And I'm at 51. I can't even watch a whole video of yours live. I'm like, I need you to know what? It turns, it turns into autopilot at some point. You're just like, yeah. And you, halfway through the show, you're like, wow, I'm halfway through. Then your three quarters, you only got two more songs left. And you're like, wow, that's already, we're already almost over. And you got to start thinking about what, what are we going to do if we're going to do an encore or You know what I mean? So you don't really feel it. It just, it kind of just happens. And 
the emotion and everything and, and the adrenaline and people. And it really, it's amazing. It's great. You have a <laughs> voice too. Was it, was it hard? Was it just always easy to not, not to worry about it? Or did you have to do a lot to maintain it live? I mean, that's a, you've run a lot into your vocals and you, you know, in these years for a long yeah. show, that's a lot in a vocalist. Well, especially when you don't really have monitors and your guitar players are fucking insane loud. <laughs> you think, yeah. Well, there's the no, yeah. I mean, it's just, and, you know, and I came up in the days where people were smoking the whole time and you couldn't even breathe. There was like, like a, <laughs> this thick of a fog, like over the top of everybody. It was like, fucking hell, man. I mean, I remember gigs. I'm just passing out, you know, just wow. But, you know, it, in the future now, coming up, right, if COVID stops on some level, uh, yeah, I'll go. I, I'm booked for November right now, but people keep getting COVID. And, like, I've got friends that are getting sick, and I, I don't, I'm not really, you know what I mean? Do I need, this is not going to do anything. Yeah, well, I've heard people I know have done heroin and they're like, I don't trust the the vaccine. I'm like, you've done heroin. You're an idiot. Yeah. Well, you're going to draw the line about heroin, but this is, this is the one. <laughs> what's worrying is a lot of people I know that were shooting Coke and, and heroin, they end up in bad shape at the end of it. You know, even when they've stopped for 20 years, things turn up and that's uh, dangerous. I mean, yeah, I've had two shots and I think that's enough for now. But, uh, you know, we'll see how they how it goes. I mean, we still have to see what's going to happen. I think the world should be better about washing your hands. And I think working on keeping yourself and viruses down in general is a good rule of thumb, I think, moving forward. Anyhow. Smell my finger. Heck no, I think so. <laughs> I put it with my mask and coffee breath. I, gotta, I can't pass that. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> too much. The... Um, but it's important that, you know, we all stay safe and you can still go out there. And I mean, you no one could, could take that from you. You put your time in, in the clubs and rocking, you know. And I remember going yeah. to like, so 51. So I've been to the same, to the clubs and the shows you've done where it's like that. And you, I don't know how people didn't just didn't pass out or, you know, everyone has cancer from secondhand smoke in those clubs going there in the day. I didn't even have to smoke. Yeah. I've been all up with cancer because of all the clubs. Dude, I couldn't even believe it when they outlawed smoking in New York. I was like, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. California wimps, pussies, yeah, whatever. They'll never ban it. And then in New York, they banned it. And it was like, whoa, maybe I should stop smoking. And I did. It feels good. Yeah. You did not have it in you. And it wasn't a judgment thing because I didn't smoke, but I'm like, you know what? I do appreciate not having it around me. I didn't complain when it was there. I can't, I, I can't it. handle it anymore. It's like, I see people smoking. It's like people driving a gasoline car. You're like, what century are you guys in, man? <laughs> this is like way, way old style shit, man. Well, it's it's really it's it's insane. I like that. Um, well, I want to everybody, encourage everybody to go to your site. You got a fun site. You got some fun write ups on it. Check sure. it on all the platforms. Buy some merch from you. Go support you. So you well, can- why not? I mean, That's you, at the very least, listen to some music. Listen you know to what I mean? stuff. Listen to the old stuff. Listen to this new album. It's great. Listen to some of the songs I talked about. Discover your own favorites from it. You know, yeah, I'm the kind yeah. of guy, I like artists, you know, and the shows usually has a lot of people that are 
I like to call it slow burn. We listen to yeah. it, go back and listen to you like, I didn't hear that. Or this is my new favorite song this time. I can't believe this wasn't my favorite. I like that kind of music. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it, it is that guy. You can go deep on a Warrior Soul record and go, wow, I never listened to that track, really. Uh, oh, in your life, you know, it could, because the songs are topical and relatable, kind of like with a book where you don't need movies to, to see your Brad Pitt's doing this and that, because that's the story. That's why a movie's great for a movie. But right. songs don't need to become a movie, just like your, your, your lyrics don't need a central character because it's relatable at different times. Yeah. Right. You're, I think you're correct there. I never, I never drew that conclusion, but yeah, it makes sense to me. That's what I get from it. I mean, we all yeah. get different things, but to me, I can hear different parts of different albums from you or other artists, but like you in particular right now, I can think of different art, different songs that I'm like, ah, I'm not into the album right now because that's not where I'm at in my life. But then this album, you know, this is where I'm yeah. at, you know? Well, you just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, well, yeah, I'm, that's that's what music and you know, unfortunately, spells. That I, I did talk about. Unfortunately, you know, music and smells are kind of the thing that drives you back and forth. Back with smells again. <laughs> that's the next album. I think it's a song now. That I music. just like the way it smells, bud. <laughs> right there. I put that on a shirt. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming on today and sharing. Well, I appreciate you having me, and I appreciate the very nice, kind interview. Oh. Um, and um, I wish you the best in Connecticut. I hope you have a great summer. Um, I know it will be. I know it will. I'm, I'm sure it will be too. I want to thank you very much, man. Call me sometime. Hello. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So I'm-